Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us on a very special Wednesday edition of the podcast. Today, it is the holiday season, and today it's all about Thanksgiving, the things we are thankful for, and I'm thankful for be sitting right here this morning on another episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and of course, I'm sitting across from the man who holds the pen in ISPW, but when it's this close to Thanksgiving, you can refer to him as the gobbledy booker. It's Mr. Tommy Fierro. Tommy, good morning, brother. Happy holidays to you. <laughs> Jumpin' Jay, good morning. How are you? It's a very, 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 very busy Wednesday morning here in New Jersey. I am uh, in the midst of getting everything ready for the grand opening of the Rock and Wrestling Collector this Friday, Black Friday. Uh, doors open at 10 a.m. It's going to be New Jersey's coolest new vibe, the Rock and Wrestling Collector. It's located, if you've never been here to the store before, 2772 Route 23 in Stockholm, New Jersey. Jumpy Jay, we're going to have some uh, activities throughout the day as well. Santa Claus is going to be here this coming Friday. So anyone that makes a purchase gets a photo op for free with Santa Claus. Also, Jumpy Jay, the Ninja Turtles are going to be here at the Rock and Wrestling Collector this Friday, along with ISPW superstars. Mr. Joe Clean and the current ISPW Tri-State Champion, the Shining Star, Ray Kalitri, all takes place this coming Friday. The Rock and Wrestling Collector, New Jersey's coolest new vibe, Stockholm, New Jersey, Black Friday, 10 a.m. And we just came off of a huge ISPW event this past Friday, Jumpin' Jay, and we have a new ISPW heavyweight champion, the timeless one, Crowbar, is your new ISPW champion. He has had such an unbelievable 2023. This is just the icing on the cake of his year. So a lot of news going on here in the great state of New Jersey, Jumpin' Jay. That is extremely exciting, and I could not think of anybody more deserving of becoming the ISPW heavyweight champion uh, and I believe this is not his first time that he's held the strap. But like you said, what a way to end the year for Crowbar, who always puts everything on the line and leaves everything in the ring. You know, Tommy, it's so good to hear your voice because between my vacations and you gambling away your host seat with your New York Giants, it's been about a month since I've been able to sit across from you. And I know you've got a world of updates going on. And I'm excited for today's show because no real topic at hand, just the Thanksgiving party, so much to be thankful for. And the uh, rock and wrestling slam line is already filling up, my man. And so with no further ado, let's kick it off with the first caller of the day. Hey, the well, man well, was- real, real quick, real, real quick, before you go to the first caller, I, I got breaking news here at the Wrestling Collector headquarters. We're going to have Stromboli Sister Jen call in towards the end of the episode and share some of her Thanksgiving recipes with uh, 80s Wrestling Podcast. So the Stromboli sisters are going to make her 80s Wrestling Podcast debut later with some of her favorite Thanksgiving meals. And I want to know what yours are. So when you're calling in, what is the thing that you look most forward to on Thanksgiving? I'm going to go first, Jumpa Jay, and I'll kick it over to you. By large, I 
care the most about stuffing on Thanksgiving? How about you, Tony? Stuff. Listen, if I had to pick, if I was sitting on death row and I got one last meal before it was my time to go, I would probably pick a Thanksgiving dinner because I don't know if there's a better combination of food than what you're going to have on your plate tomorrow. And I agree, stuffing is in the top three things that you need. I would say, gosh, I'm going to agree with you. I think stuffing takes the first place. You know, you got to have the turkey. You got to have the potatoes. You got to have the gravy. You got to have the stuffing. But, man, you mix all that together, drench that stuff in gravy, that is heaven on earth. You know, you know what? I, I'm, not really, I'm not really a big fan of the turkey. I mean, I like turkey, but I, I don't, like, wake up on Thanksgiving morning and I'm like, ah, I can't wait to have that turkey. Like, I care more about the stuffing, the biscuits, the apple pie, that kind of stuff, you know? Well, here's the deal with turkey. If it's dry, it's no good. But if you got somebody who knows how to cook a, a turkey, and I got a feeling the Stromboli sisters know how to cook a turkey, then yeah, it's something I look forward to. So if you if you had to plan your perfect meal, Tommy, you'd have the stuffing there on Thanksgiving morning. Would you choose an alternate meat? Would you go with like a with like a nice glazed ham, or what what kind of meat would you put next to your stuffing? Well, yeah, a nice glazed ham does sound good. Or uh, a pepperoni sausage and meatball pizza sounds good as, as well, you know. <laughs> I love it, man. And there's nothing better. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner is fantastic, but I don't know if there's anything better than Thanksgiving leftovers the day after. So when you open up the Rock and Wrestling Collection fr- Collector Friday morning, I got a feeling you'll have some of that leftover stuffing right there at your side. I hope so. That is if there is any leftover. Maybe you really love stuffing and there's nothing left after Thanksgiving. That's a good possibility. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kick off the phone calls with a man who was sitting in my seat last week as I was trying to soak up the sun in Florida. But I tell you what, it rained all week, so I didn't get much sun. But I did get to relax a little bit, take care of some business. But the man who was handling business right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast, was none other than our good friend, Babyface Brian. Brian, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday episode. Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving to both of you. And uh, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Um, I'm thankful for the last couple of years being able to call into the show and talk to you guys every week. And, uh, and uh, I'm also, uh, wrestling-wise, just want to throw out there that today is the 33rd anniversary of the debut of one of the biggest stars ever, the gobbledygooker. Oh, and also the undertaker. So um, (laughs) that survivor series was 1990. And it was also the only time where they had the, uh, the winners of each match get together at the end and had uh, Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior uh, and Tito Santana together on the winning side. So, Anyway, uh, just uh, wanted to throw that wrestling trivia out there. You know, one of my favorite stories of The Undertaker is right around the time he was getting ready to debut, he was well aware of this giant egg being on WWF television, and he was so worried that Vince was going to make him be the thing in the egg, whether it was going to be Eggman, Egghead. Man, things would have been a world of difference if uh, he would have been cast as the Egghead instead of The Undertaker. Let me they ask, certainly let me would have. Both, let, me, let me ask you guys both a question. Uh, you just said that, yeah, his career would have been completely shot. If someone else, because it is an open form and an open conversation today, if someone else, anyone else, anyone for that matter, was given that Undertaker role, 
One, do you think they could have pulled it off as good as him? And then two, if so, I know it's it's, it's a last-second question, so you don't really have that much time to think about it. Who out there could have played that role of the Undertaker uh, if if they didn't have Mark Halloway to do so? You want to go first, Jay, or me? Well, I don't know if I have an individual in mind, but I will say I think the thing that made that character such a success, especially early on, is that Mark played the character on television and he was very protective of it off camera. So if you're going to substitute anybody into that role, it has to be someone who is willing to protect uh, the character as much as he did. And so it would have to be somebody I would imagine with like a very old school mentality. That's a very interesting question. And like I said, I don't have an individual at the top of my head, Brian, I'll turn it over to you. If you can think of another performer that could have filled that role and maybe not had as long of a run with it, but at least made it more than a splash in the pan because there are some people who would have absolutely just made that character, a you know, a fart in church. Nobody would want it to be near it. Um, but who else do you think could have made that thing last somewhere as long as Mark did? Well, when you think of Roddy Piper saying, look at the size of that ham hawk. And you, know, you think uh, who might've been able to fill the bill. Um, I'm going to throw out Scott Hall would be my choice. Um, although I don't think anybody could have done what Mark Calloway did with the character, but uh, Scott Hall had the size he'd been wrestling for, uh, you know, he'd been an AWA uh, before Mark Calloway got in the business. Scott Hall was in the business. So that's who I'd throw out there as having the size and the, uh, the charisma to be able to do that character um, maybe closest to uh, Mark Calloway. Uh, that'd just be off the top of my head. Scott Hall for the Undertaker's role. That's not a bad pick. Tommy, you threw out the question, so let's spin it around to you. Who would you put in that slot if Mark Calloway wasn't available at that time? You know, that's tough because I don't know if, if it was someone new that they were bringing in, and, would, and it would obviously have to be. Um, it's, it's, you'd have to go back and see if you wanted to answer it. You know, if it's just fantasy booking, we could pick any, we could pick anyone, right? But if it's who was out there that wasn't signed at the time, you know what? This might be a good project for next week's episode. Why don't we do this? We can all do our due diligence and see in this year who was in not signed by WWF or WCW, and let's all three of us together and put you on this too, Brian. Let's all do our uh, research together, and then next week we'll have uh, a top five list of top five guys that could have been in that role since they were free agents and who we would ultimately pick to be that role. So maybe, who knows, maybe we'll all have the same answer. Maybe we'll have all different answers. But let's do it where we actually have to see who was a free agent at the time. So then it would be interesting, I think, to see who the actual choices were if it wasn't Mark Calloway, because you just can't throw someone that's already on the main roster and completely, you know, give them that gimmick. It had to be someone that hasn't been on their TV at that point. So I, I would be interested in seeing who was free agents at that time. I think it would be very interesting. So we're saying 1990, if Mark Calloway wasn't available, who else could have Vince McMahon used to portray the character the Undertaker. That's the assignment for next week, if I understand correctly, Tommy. 
Yes, that doesn't necessarily have to be the, the topic of the episode, but I, I think that for our homework, our Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving homework, uh, that that's what we'll do. We'll figure out who was. We'll look at the the roster that was it ninety. It's in nineteen ninety, right? So let's see. Yep. Let's look at the WCW and WWE roster in nineteen ninety, and then we could figure out who was not signed to a major company at that time and who could have played that role. Yeah, I mean, the only other big guys I got off the top of my head are Sid Vicious and uh, Dan Spivey both coming to mind. Dan Spivey teaming with uh, Callaway as the skyscrapers, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but I just don't think either one of them would have pulled it off like Scott Hall. But I'll think about some more for next week. And uh, I'll let some other callers on here. I do want to just uh, tell you both how much I appreciate you and say thanks to all the listeners of 80s Wrestling, the podcast, uh, all the callers and uh, everybody that uh, I've gotten to know through the show. So uh, uh, my uh, my choice would be my mom's uh, stuffing for Thanksgiving as well on my favorite meal, uh, my favorite side at Thanksgiving. And uh, I wish you and all the people out there listening a really happy Thanksgiving. So thank you guys so much, and have a great rest of the show. I look forward to listening to it. Sounds good, Brian. Thank you so much for kicking it off. Interesting question about The Undertaker, and now stuffing is just dominating the poll this morning, Tommy. I don't know if anything can can unseat stuffing from the top spot on a Thanksgiving Day dinner. Well, listen, we have we have three votes already, me, you, and, and babyface Brian, so stuffing has a 3-0 and lead. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what the Stromboli sister thinks later, but I know we got some more callers. Let's see who's, uh, who they pick next. Next up. Friend of the show, it's Matt from Boston. Matt, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. Good morning. And in the spirit of when uh, Monday Night Raw would change days and be called Thursday Raw Thursday, I guess today is Wednesday, 80 Wrestling, the podcast Wednesday. Um, Good marketing right there. <laughs> so uh, right off the top, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. It is four and O stuffing and it's not even, it's not even close. Um, and, and the differentiating factor for me is when you grab that fork and you want to put anything on it, it's, it's always stuffing and stuffing and mashed potatoes, stuffing and cranberry, stuffing and Turkey. That's it's, true. it's, it's a no brainer. So it's a, it's a clean sweep there. And for, um, I, I, for, you know, I was going to, I was going to say the, the next day is my favorite Thanksgiving, you know, kind of food, but I'll tell you, um, a few years ago, my, my wife did this thing where she got some King King's Hawaiian rolls and started making these day after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving sandwich sliders. Holy moly. I mean, I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even think I could think of a better day after anything meal than a than a Thanksgiving sandwich slider with the King's Hawaiian. So, I'll just. Uh, I'll kind of leave that out there for you guys to, to salivate a little bit. That sounds good, man. Hey, listen, real quick before good. we continue the conversation, I want to thank you, Matt, uh, publicly. Uh, check this out, Jeff. I didn't tell you this. So last week, I got a, a package in the mail from Matt. And it was a 80s Wrestling Con 5 T-shirt that he made saying, presented by the Con Father. So cool Ooh. that you did that, man. I really, really appreciate awesome. that. He, sent it to the, he surprised me and sent it to the store. Very, very, very thankful for that, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, you got it. You know, after, after all those conversations and I just haphazardly threw out the Con Father moniker, I was like, 
someone, I, I think Jay may have mentioned like, oh, you've got to be wearing a Confather shirt. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a pretty good idea. Let, let me just see what it would. I'm not a graphics person. I'm not, I'm not a very creative. That's not kind of my wheelhouse, but I was like, all right, I can do this. So I just was like, you gotta, you gotta at least have one. You can hang it on the wall. You can, you know, do whatever you want with it. But I was like, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta at least get you a Confather shirt. So that's very um, cool. Have, have, happy you. to do that. Um, so awesome, you know, it's funny. Um, Babyface Brian mentioned at the end after I thought Scott Hall was a genius pick, um, and I'm not going to spend too much time on the question because I know you want to do it for next week now. But my first thought was immediately Dan Spivey came to mind. So it's mm. funny that he said that towards the end of his call. But the other, the other one, and I had to look this up as, as you guys were chatting, but um, Kevin Nash was a free agent in 1990. And mm. he, you know, I'd have to really look at the dates and the months to see when he, be, when he came into WCW. Wow. Um, Listen, but he potentially could be, he, he could be an answer to that question. Um, and if sure, you think sure about he what he be. looked like, yeah. I was sure he could yeah, be because, think, I mean, he oozes, he oozes charisma, right? Maybe not in 1990 he didn't, but, I mean, he, he's definitely he's definitely up there as one of the – if he was a free agent, he's definitely in the running for sure on, on my list for next week. Gosh, you know what's really interesting? And, again, we should save this for next week. But whether it's Scott Hall or Kevin Nash, if they you put them in the Undertaker role and then they still defect to WCW and start the NWO, you'd have had the NWO with a guy portraying the dead man character. And so it would have just changed the face of wrestling forever. Yeah, man, I would definitely wow. – let's, let's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make this conversation. Even though, even though Undertaker is 1990, not 80s, let's, let's do the Undertaker as next week's topic. And then we could talk all about the Undertaker's career, and then also we can have this discussion with everyone next week. If it wasn't the Undertaker and we give them a list of all the free agents that were available, we could let the, all the choosers, all the choosers, all the uh, callers choose uh, next week here on the podcast, who they would pick. I think it'd be a very interesting topic next week. I, listen, I think it's definitely worth undertaking that topic. Hey, that's what we did there. <laughs> Well played. Gentlemen, uh, I'll, I'll cut you loose and let you get to the rest of the callers, but um, I, I will just, I will echo Babyface Brian. Uh, so thankful for, for stumbling upon and finding this community and this podcast and, and everything that goes along with it. Um, it was a, a very pleasant uh, surprise to my 2023. And I think, I think I stumbled upon it through Babyface Brian's Twitter account originally. I, I don't know that for certain, but um, I had followed him because of all the pictures of LJNs and everything he does. And um, so, so very thankful to the community in general. So thankful I, you know, kind of found this community, love calling in every week. Uh, I'm going to keep doing so and, uh, uh, you know, going to be down for 80s Wrestling Con 5 in the spring. So I, I, I will end on that. Very thankful for, for, for finding all you, all you guys and, and everything. So help, have a great holiday. Awesome, man. We're thankful for you as well, brother. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Matt. Man, the conversation is just flowing this morning, Tommy. So much to be thankful for. And I'm looking forward to next week's topic, The Undertaker. That's going to be a fun one to, it will, uh, it will, to delve into. It will be into. an undertaking. That's it true. There's a lot to cover there. No doubt. And uh, as of right now, the dominating force on this podcast has been Thanksgiving Day stuffing. We're going to see if anyone, can, or anything rather, can uh, take away that top spot. I don't think it's very likely. Up next, it's, listen, this guy, I got a feeling 
he knows how to cook. I got a feeling he knows how to throw down a great Thanksgiving dinner. It's time to visit the firehouse because it's time to check in with firefighter Brian. Brian, good morning, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. How are you? Doing very well, sir. How are you, you? I can't complain. I'm doing a lot better now that I'm talking to you guys. And uh, I'm glad we're doing a Wednesday show this week and, uh, you know, not taking the the week off because it's always – it makes the week go faster. Every Thursday, I'm like, holy cow, it's Thursday already. We're talking again. And uh, one of my favorite things to do is to talk wrestling. And I'm very thankful for this hour every week. And I'm – you know, thankful that, uh, you know, I got to uh, spend a lot of time with you guys in the spring, meet a lot of the community. And um, I want to wish you guys a very happy Thanksgiving and to everybody listening, uh, you know, you and your family, God bless. And Tommy, best of luck on Friday. I'm sure you're going to do great. And I heard that uh, Total with Tom is actually foregoing Thanksgiving with his family. He's going to be sitting outside the store all day, so he can be the first customer. <laughs> so be the, you the you first might be right. Customer. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. It is custom made ISPW uh, pajamas. He'll be sleeping in. Um, he actually stole one of your ring aprons. He's going to use that as a blanket. Um, and he wants, okay, he wants to be the first customer in the history of the Rock and Wrestling Collector. So um, that's what I'm hearing. Um, and knowing him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. Um, but um, as, as far, you know what, you guys, you guys will appreciate this. Um, you know, uh, Jay, you said uh, this is a guy who probably knows how to cook, knows how to throw down, knows how to party. Well, listen. Every day's a Friday and every night's a Friday night. I work hard and I party hard. I know I said that last week, okay? But here's the thing. You know how I help out in the kitchen. You know how I help my wife and whoever who's cooking on Thanksgiving or any other day. You know how I help? By staying staying out of the kitchen. By staying out of the fucking way. That's Uh, how I, by staying out of the fucking way. That's how I help. But yeah. here's the thing. No, this is true. This is true. She does the cooking. I do the cleaning. So um, I'm not exempt. I don't sit on my ass and do nothing and watch football all day, although I do do that as well. <laughs> um, That's what I do. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But, um, no, I do the cooking. She does the cleaning. And um, I'll give you guys a um, an interesting tip. Um, a few years ago, my sister-in-law had, uh, they were up here from Florida. They had a, uh, she, uh, you know what she uses for the turkey? Because you guys bring up a good point. If the turkey's not, you know, if the turkey's not, if you don't have somebody who knows what they're doing, the turkey could be just very dry. Um, uh, she uses a cheesecloth to put over the turkey going in there. Hmm. I swear to God, it looks like something straight out of a Norman Rockwell painting. And it actually tastes very good. And um, so, uh, yeah, she uses a cheesecloth. I had never heard of that before. And, um, well, you listen, I I like stuffing as much as the next person. I'm more of a mashed potatoes kind of guy, all right? And I use, um, uh, call me, uh, my, my mother, may she rest in peace, would say, you are so Irish because... I don't use gravy. I don't use nothing. I just like eating the potatoes, the, the, the turkey, whatever, 
plain. Just you know, maybe a little salt on the on the turkey, but uh, I just like it plain. I just like enjoying and savoring the the potatoes. But I love the potatoes, the biscuits, and um, and every past few years we've had the I've had the same problem. I ate too I ate too much pigs in a blanket before dinner. That you know, I fill my plate and I can't eat. <laughs> But um, but anyhow, yeah, that's my duty. I make the pigs in a blanket. Okay, that's my that's my duty. Other than that, I stay out of the kitchen and I uh, leave everybody alone. They get a lot more done that way. But um, I just um, <laughs> before uh, you know before I go, you know, I just want to weigh in on the '90 Survivor Series. Um, and I look forward to next week talking about the Undertaker. And uh, mm-hmm. I think a good topic for the if not next week, then the future. Um, you've done Brett Sean, you've done Hogan Austin. I think the next one is Andre Undertaker, who's the, the greatest big man in the history of the business. Mm-hmm. Is one of those two. It's either of the. I mean, if you're gonna, I won't argue with anybody who says either man. I mean, the rest of the list you could do any way you want, but one and two is either Andre Undertaker or Undertaker Andre. Um, but the 90 Survivor Series, I think what's really interesting about that, two things. Number one, if you think about it, the gobbledygooker was actually one of the greatest ideas they ever came up with. And I'll, I'll tell you why. For months, they brought this egg all over the place, and they hyped the living daylights out of it. And they, they, all they said was, we have an egg. Going to hatch at Survivor Series. Didn't say it's going to be the greatest thing in the history of sports entertainment. Didn't say it's going to rock the wrestling world. Didn't say it's going to change anything. Nothing. None of that hype. All they said is we have an egg. It's going to hatch at Survivor Series. And they got people to spend money to see what was going to come out of that egg. At the end of the day, from their standpoint, it didn't matter what the hell came out of that egg. It was already done. You got everybody to spend money to see what was coming out of that egg. It was an absolutely brilliant marketing idea. Okay, number two, at, in the beginning, in the very beginning, and it's easy for people to forget this, Undertaker actually did more damage than the Gooker did because – I know a lot of old-school fans, guys that were there when Hogan won the top championship from the Sheik at the Garden, people who were at the first WrestleMania, the real wrestling fans from the 80s. So many people, when they saw The Undertaker come on the screen, they turned the shit off and stopped watching. Undertaker turned a lot of fans away because a lot of fans said, this is, okay, WWF has completely crossed the line. It's gotten way too silly. It's way too make-believe. This is so freaking stupid. I'm done. Okay? Now, granted, one, it's known for two things, The Undertaker and The Gooker. One is noted as one of the worst things to ever happen, and the other is one of the best things that ever happened. But at the time, it wasn't really like that. And, you know, you look at what has transpired and the name that The Undertaker has turned out to be and it's uh pretty impressive um what do you what, what do you guys uh, th- uh think about what i said i i agree with your build-up with the egg i think that was genius 
Um, the gobbledygooker itself, I mean, it's got its place in history. We all remember it. It made an impression. Do I think but, it might have been a letdown at the time for people that really were hoping for something cool inside the egg? Maybe. Uh, as far as the Undertaker, the character goes, I can see how, you know, hardcore wrestling fans, maybe even more like Southern United States wrestling, who, who love pro wrestling for the wrestling and not the cartoony of it, would see a character like The Undertaker being a little bit too cartoony. I think, I think what saved it is he, he was a great performer, and he played it pretty much like an old-school Undertaker. Like I don't remember any of the supernatural powers coming until much later when people kind of accepted that from uh, their pro wrestling. But I think the debut, I think what saved it is, yeah, he was portraying a, a character, uh, not unlike the boss man. I mean, it was an occupation, an old-school Undertaker thrown back to, like, Western times. Um, but he played it very serious and very cold and callous. And so I dug it. But I could see your point how if you're just a diehard wrestling fan, seeing those type of characters on your TV does make it feel – it suspends belief maybe a step further than you're willing to at that time. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I could I could see how you know people were disappointed in it being uh, the gobbledygooker and not something cool. Again, a, a question with answering a question with a question: Who at that time would have came out of that egg that was available that would have popped the crowd tremendously? So it's another another another. Maybe we can. Uh, since we're going to be talking about the Undertaker next week, and his debut was that first Survivor Series that we're talking about now, uh, maybe we can uh, add that to the conversation. Who 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 would have been a better uh, gobbledygooker, or not gobbledygooker, who, in that egg? Here's the thing. Just say Ric Flair came out of that egg, right? Because that was the rumor that was going on at the time, right? Would it, would, can you picture the nature boy, his style with the robe and, you know, all the money and the girls? coming out of an egg, that wouldn't make sense either, I don't think. I think it would have, I think it would have went, uh, you know what? That's a good question. I mean, you listen, we'll talk about all this, you know, next week. Um, but uh, that's a very good question. I think it either, I think it depends where, what city it would have been in. Because, a lot of WWF fans at the time only watched WWF. They weren't watching other stuff. They only knew Ric Flair through the magazine. Okay? So I think if it was, you know, of course, you know, Charlotte, if it was, uh, you know, somewhere around, you know, the Mid-South territory, I think it would have gone over a lot better. Um, but that's an interesting question. And um, another interesting question, you know, you can't talk about the gobbledygooker without saying, you know, God bless Hector Guerrero, who had to dance around in that damn thing. Uh, but also, um, you know, at, uh, Gooker was never seen again after, you know, that holiday season until WrestleMania 17, the gimmick battle royal. And when he came out, it was a different outfit. And my take on it, I think after that whole thing with the original costume, and hearing the boos when the gooker came out of the egg and, you know, with the dancing, what, what a disaster it was, uh, Vince, you know, put it in a box and burned the costume. So they had to make a new one. But um, so that's uh, where, where I'm standing on that. But um, 
But yes, yeah, so it's a, it's a very, I'll tell you, 1990 Survivor Series. You could probably even make a whole documentary about it. It's a very interesting topic. But I just want to ask you guys quick before, before I go. Um, in 95, I believe, they did uh, something that they never did again. I just want to hear your opinion on it. I know a lot of people in the business hated it at the time and still do today, but I liked it. I thought it, it gave some new booking ideas for a match. Um, when they had, uh, they called it the wild card. They had faces and heels teaming together. It was uh, Sean Ahmed Johnson, Sid, and uh, Bulldog against Owen Hart, Yokozuna, Razor Ramon, and Dean Douglas. What did you think? And Tommy, as a, especially as a promoter, what did you think of that? Did you like that concept? I mean, it, it, it's different than what it is today, right? So, it's like, it's all subjective. Uh, you know, some people right. like tomatoes, some people like cucumbers, you know? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I think that it was still, you know, it was still paying tradition to what the Survivor Series really was all about when it first debuted, right? So, now, like, this year, they're doing the War Games, which is cool. But I, I miss that five-on-five aspect where you just don't know. Just the most random, and I believe we talked about this last year or the week before, just like the most random pairings whatsoever. Like, you know, you never saw Hulk Hogan and Coco Beware really interact before, but you like, you love Hulk Hogan, you like Coco Beware, so oh, it's kind of cool <laughs> that. Basically, when, when, when Tito was on the team with Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, that was, that was cool seeing Tito in that situation. We're not, we're not used to seeing Tito really at that time in the main event scenario. So I, I miss that five on five randomly selected concept. I wish they would go back to that. And then even, even going as far as naming the team names, they would always name the team names. Like I miss that stuff. I, I agree a hundred percent. I said last week, Tommy, I screamed for years how to bring back Survivor Series, making all elimination matches. The titles don't need to be defended every single mm-hmm. show. It gives the titles a rest, and I loved that, Tommy. Tito went, working with Hogan and Warrior in the main event. You needed, you needed a worker to work with those two guys. Who better than – what a great rub for Tito. And the original one, uh, the, the Young Stallions and the Killer Bees as the survivors, what a great rub for those guys. So uh, with, with that – Hey, listen, I'm glad my girl, my number one fan, Jen Stromboli, is going to be closing the show. <laughs> the Stromboli sisters, my number one fan. Uh, lo- lo- love, the, love the Strombolis. And, uh, uh, again, well, oh, guys, all the best. Toto with Tom. Don't make a mess while camping out Tommy's story. He's getting ready for a grand opening. Have, you know, be considerate. And, um, <clears throat> guys, happy Thanksgiving. God bless. Hey, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to you, too, sir. Thank you so much. There it is, man. He threw in a vote for mashed potatoes, which can't really argue with it. There's nothing mashed on the plate that on I would board. leave off. Yeah. All right, man. This conversation has been all over the place, and I'm loving every minute of it. Up next on the, the Rock and Wrestling Slam line is a guy who I know takes his Thanksgiving dinner very seriously, takes his Thanksgiving prep very seriously, and is looking forward to those leftovers. It's time for Totoa Turkey Tom. Tom, good morning, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. 
Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. But first, we need to talk about why Totoatan is thankful. Let's hear it. First of all, first of all, I am thankful that this show is only an hour long because I cannot listen to Fireman Brian any longer than he has been on today, <laughs> yesterday, last week, last year. You know what? I, I we might, give, uh, Jay, we might have to get an arm wrestling match for 80s Wrestling Con this year, with Toto, sponsored by the Rock and Wrestling Collector, with Totoa Tom and and Fireman Brian in an arm wrestling challenge. What do you think, Jumpin' Jay? Hey, listen. Anytime that you can get a shameless plug for the Rock and Wrestling Collector, I'm in. I'm in for it. I was actually hoping he was going to forget to call in today because we moved the show from Thursday to Wednesday. I also, oh. want, to thank, I also want to thank all the other callers on this podcast who are absolutely so bad that they make me look good every week. <laughs> Condolences to independent superstar Leo Sparrow because this guy, okay, it's not a gimmick. He's 100% vegan. He is the king of kale. Tomorrow is the absolute worst day for him all year. 46 million turkeys will be eaten. <laughs> that is a travesty. Leo has more class than I do, and that's why he's not on this show today. But I am calling on behalf of him saying, damn you all, Ottawa Tom is boycotting turkey tomorrow. Now, look, no. we're talking about, oh, yeah, no turkey. No turkey, no turkey. Tom. No turkey. Wow. That's, listen, that's quite the sacrifice. Now, Tom, Tom I know, be, I know. I'll be I'm enjoying sorry, Tom, my cranberry you're, you're sauce. Okay? Nice. Cranberry Damn. sauce. Put that down. And it has to be in the can because Totoa Tom <laughs> loves it in the can. Yeah, you do. <laughs> So you eat it right out of the can, or do, you, or, do you, or do you plop it on a plate first? You do. You plop it on a plate, but the cranberry sauce has to be in the can. It's got to have now, the, now, uh, now, the indentations of the can rings on it. <laughs> hey, Tom, can you give us your uh, – I always enjoy hearing your perspective. The week following a, a live ISPW show uh, Tom was at this past Friday night's ISPW show, I'd love to hear a firsthand live perspective from uh, the official correspondent of ISPW. I got to tell you, that crowd at West Milford was on fire from the opening bell to the end of the night. They are a raucous group. The atmosphere is always on fire in West Milford. If anybody ever oh, yeah. has a chance to go to any show in this tri-state area for ISPW, I do recommend West Milford at the Parish Hall Church. It is a great time, and I just love seeing new fans all the time show up as well. The card, i got to tell you, it had, I, I said on the show last week that I was looking forward to two matches, and they both delivered. What I didn't realize was that Crowbar would be leaving the arena with his third ISPW championship. What I didn't realize was Ray Kalitri and Marcus Mathers would put on a performance to the level that they did. I also didn't realize that the Silk City Kings would be running in and destroying the ISPW Tag Team Champions, the Now. That sets up a tremendous 
confrontation between both teams, which is happening December 1st in Patterson, New Jersey. That's the home of the Silk City Kings. Yes, sir. That's actually going to be the main event of, of that show. Uh, the Silk City Kings showed up last week and attacked the now following their match. And uh, next Friday night is our uh, last show of 2023. It's called Jingle Brawl. And it's going to be at St. Bonaventure's Church in Patterson, New Jersey, located directly off of Route 80 uh, on the Woodland Park borderline for anyone that's local. And, yeah, that's going to be a match I'm really looking forward to, uh, as well as uh, the shining star, Ray Kalitri, will defend his ISW Tri-State title against Rick Recon in what's definitely going to be a grudge match. And uh, tickets are available now for that. ISPWWrestling.com. Toad with Tom, thank you so much. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. What time, uh, what time are you planning on, on camping out at tonight, tomorrow night? I, I will say this. Uh, Fireman Brian was right. I will be the first in line. I will be the first in your store, okay? Um, I will have a table set up. I will be signing 8 by 10 um, <laughs> un- until Ray Kalitri shows up, and then I'll, you know, let him sit down. Um, and one last thing, I just want to say I am thankful above all, okay, for being alive in probably mm. the three greatest periods of professional wrestling. I was in my teens in the early 80s. I was in my late 20s in the late 90s. And now, today, mm. I think those are the three greatest periods in professional wrestling. And I am very thankful for that. That's awesome, very well man. said. We're thinking, yep, we're can't argue with all, that. All kidding aside, all kidding aside, I'm very thankful for you, Tom. Like I, I mentioned here on the past, Tom is the greatest ISW fan, Jumba J. Not only does he come to every show and buys a ticket and supports the product, he also helps me after the shows mm-hmm. clean up and put the chairs away and sweep up every show religiously. So I want to let you know that I'm extremely thankful for you. I hope you and your family have an awesome Thanksgiving tomorrow, man, and I'm looking forward to seeing you Friday at the Rock and Wrestling Collector. I can't wait. Congratulations on opening up this new chapter in your life at the Wrestling Collector. Thanks, man. I'll see you on Friday. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, you too, Tom. Thank you so much. Yeah, well said. Well said. Three greatest eras of professional wrestling and who knows what's what's to come in in the future years but yeah that's something really to be thankful for and we sit here and we talk about wrestling every week to realize that we're living through some of the uh some of the high points in the industry and that we get to really be fans of some of the greatest professional wrestling there's ever been and so yeah well said by tom absolutely man and while while I'll, i'll hit on that real quick before we go to the next caller uh, I, I'm thankful for being able to do something that I grew up thinking of my life was all about it. And all the wrestlers were larger than life characters that were a tremendous part of my childhood. And to look back on that, knowing that I went every month to WWF at the Brendan Byrne Arena, to having every magazine, to every program, T-shirt, action figure, VHS tape, et cetera. And then, you know, 30 years later, they are, you know, collaborating with me on my events for, for 80s wrestling. I'm extremely grateful uh, for being able to be able to do that. And uh, sometimes like I said in the past, you, you got to stop and 
and pinch yourself and, and, and make sure this is all really happening. You know, I take it for granted sometimes because it's what I do every day now. But when you stop and think about it and knowing that these guys were my childhood heroes and, you know, now they're doing events for me is, is really cool. So I'm very thankful for that. And, and most thing, uh, most thing I'm thankful for is all the fans that either from the 80s Wrestling Con, 90s Wrestling Con, ISPW, the Wrestling Collector, listen to this podcast, you, my friends, Extremely thankful for you, the Stromboli sisters, my family, my friends. It's a very thankful and giving uh, time of year, my friend. You know, that's, uh, that's very well said on all levels, and it really makes you to think, you know, what a great holiday, a day set aside to really reflect uh, and really show that gratitude because that's what it's all about, man. You gotta, it's not about uh, getting what you want. It's about wanting what you have and just, uh, the gratitude that comes with that. And uh, I know you have a very grateful outlook in life. And so uh, I know you live that way every day, but it's nice for the rest of us to have one day where you really sit down and take, you know, a, a list of everything that really is a blessing in your life and just really be thankful for it. And so, um, yeah, what a, what a special time. And I'm so happy that we're able to sit here on Wednesday and talk about that kind of stuff. And, and one other thing I'm thankful for is, uh, the next number that's popped up on my screen because this guy, we haven't been able to hear from him from a while. I saw him at 80s Wrestling Con 4. I'm sure I'll see him at 80s Wrestling Con 5, but I'm thankful to see his number on my screen right now. It's time to check in with Big Cliff from Walk Rockaway. <laughs> Big Cliff, happy Thanksgiving, brother. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Hey, Cliff, how, what's up, how buddy? How are you, how are you doing? My I'm doing fine. Um, I'm going to be short. I'm shorter than everyone. I want to say... I want to say about Total with Tom. I got to thank him because if he didn't send me that um, you guys are going to be on today, I would have been, like, totally upset missing you guys. But I want to wish you guys, you and your families, uh, and all your wrestling fans, um, a happy Thanksgiving. And I got to say, stuffing is good. You know, I'll give that, uh, you know, I know um, Tommy had said about the, you know, mashed potatoes, but, you know, if stuffing with the turkey and if you, the next day, it's good if you put it like, and make it like an egg roll with all the stuff, all the leftovers. Oh, yeah. Make like a, yeah, make a little egg roll out of it. Well, you don't have to fry it, but just make a little egg roll. Oh, it's all, it's awesome. So I just wanted to say, um, you know, you guys are doing a great job. And Tommy, I'm sorry I won't be there on Friday, but, you know, you know, I always wish you the best of luck whenever you do. So you guys are doing a great job. So. Happy Thanksgiving to you all, all right? All right, Cliff. Big, Thank you so much, man. Big Cliff. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too, man. I, Thank I you for you calling your, in hope today. hope your wife have a happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Yeah, I don't think about that question about next week, about uh, about The Undertaker. <laughs> all right, man. Sounds good. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I love Big Cliff. Every time I'm at 80s Wrestling Con, he makes sure to find me in the audience and we get to talk for a little bit. Uh, and so I'm so glad that he was able to call in. Uh, and contribute to the show this morning. Awesome, man. And, and our next caller, uh, we, uh, we, we're, because I'm getting hungry, Jay. We're talking about the stuffing, the cranberry, the turkey, the mashed potatoes. Let's talk to someone that's actually, we know for certain, is in the kitchen right now making her, I, I'm going to say ISW debut, her, her 80s wrestling, or I'm about to say 80s wrestling con. I, I got so many brands, I can't remember them all, Jumping Jay. Uh, <laughs> 80s wrestling, the podcast debut, Stromboli Sister Jen, uh, on location, getting ready for a, a Thanksgiving dinner in uh, Cedar Grove, New Jersey. How are you today, Jen? 
It's Stromboli Sister Jen. Happy Thanksgiving. Hold on a second. The, the, the turkey just got loose in the house. I have to go outside and catch it. <laughs> oh, that's a fresh bird, Tommy. That's a fresh bird. Uh, that's, that's I'm not funny. radio ready right here. Okay, I, we can hear you better now, Jen. Okay. So uh, Stromboli, Stromboli Sister Jen, is is you catch her at each and every ISPW show, 80s Wrestling Con. She's always baking or cooking something, Jumping Jason. She's the perfect person to have on for our Thanksgiving episode. I, I, I know how good your cooking is. Me and my family have had it. Uh, but Jumping Jay, you might have a couple questions about how she gets down in the kitchen on Thanksgiving. Listen, well, I'm just happy you're finally on the show, Jen, because your name gets brought up probably every episode at least once. And so I know the listeners are very happy to finally hear you. Um, and, and, and here's some Thanksgiving tips from you. We've been asking every caller what their favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal is. And I would love for you to kick off your, your segment here by telling us out of everything that's on your plate on Thanksgiving dinner, what's the one thing that is tops the list above everything else? Well, I'm, I'm third generation Italian. And when we sit down at the table at my house, we don't really give a crap about the turkey. It's mostly about the managot and, you know, lasagna and eggplant. And the turkey kind of sits off in the corner all lonely-like because my mother makes it, <laughs> but nobody really cares about it. Um, so I, meatballs is always going to be my favorite, my go-to. It's the comfort food that my mother makes, and it's always on the table on Thanksgiving. I don't really care about that turkey at all. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, um, a lot of people are saying stuffing. A lot of people are saying uh, turkey. But you are going full-fledged Italian with lasagna on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. There's always, there's always like 40 pounds of monogotin basement in the refrigerator that my mother has my father drag up the stairs. Um, nobody nobody cares. Like, I got a backstory. My brother went off and married what we call an emetagon. It's a non-Italian. And he calls up my mother and he says, Thanksgiving's coming. Sarah's coming for Thanksgiving. Do you think you can make macaroni and cheese? My mother acted like he was trying to kill her. What do you mean macaroni and cheese, she said. We don't eat that here. He goes, but, you know, it's her, it's her thing. Her, her family does that. You know, they're, they're, they're from the Midwest. And she, wants, she wants that. And my mother was like, I'm not making it. And he's like, well, what do, what do you mean, Ma? And he goes, so then my brother had to come. And he had to make the macaroni and cheese to make his wife happy. They are now divorced, oh. probably because my mother wouldn't make her macaroni and cheese. But um, they did put that on the table, and then we all sat down and looked at it like it literally was poisonous. We were like, why is this sitting on our table? Get it out of here. So I, I don't know. To me, that's, that's what people sit down. They have stuffing. They have green beans with those onions on top. They have... You know, all that. we don't have that kind of stuff in my house. That's very interesting to me. I am from the Midwest, and so everything that you're saying doesn't belong on the plate is everything that I'll be having on mine uh, tomorrow. But yours sounds just as delicious, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. And so here in the Midwest, I know a lot of the prep starts days ahead of time. When do you guys start your prep? If you're making lasagna and all those other things that you say beautifully but that I can't pronounce, when do you start your cooking for a Thanksgiving dinner? 
Oh, my, my mother, my mother probably started it a couple of days ago. Um, you know, she preps it all and then puts it, puts it down in the big fridge in the basement. Um, sometimes she gets crazy and does things like one year, I think they deep fried the turkey in the backyard, um, all the way in the backyard because she said it was going to burn the house down. Um, so one year they did that. But yeah, the prep starts early. I try to help her, but she gets a little crazy because I'm very sloppy. So I'll say, let me come over and help you. And the next thing you know, I'm getting slapped in the back of my head and told to go home. Um, I do cookies. <laughs> That's my thing. Like, I already started um, the Italian knots, uh, which is a, a family recipe that my, my grandmother made with me when I was little. So I started those a couple days ago. And then, like, I start now, and I go all the way through Christmas, and I make about 500 cookies. Oh, my word. That's a lot of cookies. And then, and then listen. Jump in, Jay, then you wonder why I can't lose a couple of pounds because my family's hanging out with these people all the time, and I just get food put in front of my face constantly <laughs> all the time. Now, real quick, before we let Jen go, because we have to wrap up the episode, uh, Jump in, Jay, do you like lasagna? Oh, yeah, I love lasagna, man. Love okay, it. Okay, so how about this? How about if maybe I can twist the Stromboli sister arms, right? Maybe, because we're going to have to have that, uh, it's, it's now a tradition where we have the uh, before 80s con party at the Rock and Wrestling Collector. Maybe I can have uh, Jen bring her world famous lasagna for Minnesota's richest man on, uh, on in May, this coming May in New Jersey. What a treat that would be. If Jen's up for it, I don't want to make her go to the kitchen if she doesn't want to make it. I can make that lasagna in five minutes. Oh, that's fantastic! And maybe I'll, I'll pitch in. Maybe I'll pick up uh, something from Carlos Bakery that I know you'll love, and I'll and I'll bring you there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Stromboli sister Jen, thank you very much for uh, for calling in. We we enjoyed your your uh, your little tales. I need to get back in the kitchen, and uh, we will see you here Friday at the the Rock and Wrestling Collector. I hope you. Uh, your husband, Randy, and Anthony have a wonderful Thanksgiving tomorrow, and try not to wring his neck by 11 a.m., okay? All right. Thank you for having me on. It's glad that Thank you, you, glad you guys know that I'm real. All right. Bye. <laughs> yes, she's real. She's real. All right. Thank you so much. Well, well there you well, go. There you you end the segment with one of the Stromboli sisters. I know. I know. We got, we're going to have to get the other Stromboli sister on now. We're going to have to Get in the kitchen and get things ready because mark it on your calendars now. It is going to be on Thursday, May the 2nd. Thursday, May the 2nd. We are going to have an 80s wrestling con extravaganza at the Rock and Wrestling Collector. Everyone, mark your calendars now. Take off work. Put in your request time off now. We're going to have a party, Jumpin' Jay. We're going to have lasagna. We're going to have Jumpin' Jay. Maybe a couple of surprises. Maybe a couple of ISW guys will come and hang out that day as well. It's going to be a party on May the 2nd right here at the Rock and Wrestling Collector. Two days before, 80s Wrestling Con at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Tickets for that are available now. Head over to 80swrestlingcon.com. I got to get running, Jumpin' Jay. The store is turned upside down, literally. I'm going to take a couple pictures later today and send them to you just to give you an idea of what the, the remodel looks like. I think you're going to dig it a lot. And uh, listen, man, I hope you and your family have a great weekend. Happy that we're finally able to connect today and do an episode. Uh, Very happy by all the calls we had today on a Wednesday. Uh, I didn't know what to expect with us being uh, doing it the day before 
But I guess the power of the 80s wrestling social media platform uh, let everyone know that we did have an episode today. Or they were just listening to me last week when I said we're going to have a Wednesday episode. Uh, either way, I enjoyed all the conversations. Very thankful for everyone tuning in each and every Thursday. And who I don't, I don't know who said it, or maybe a couple people said it. It is like we are a little community, and I, and I love our mm-hmm. community, and I'm very thankful for it. So, man, I hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, anyone that lives in New Jersey, I hope to see you guys this Friday. The Rock and Wrestling Collector opens, and I'm excited to see everyone. Jump a J. Until next week, we'll catch you right here on 80. Uh, well, until next week's undertaking, we will see you here next week on <laughs> 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving.